Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is brought to you by 10,000. For the absolute best in men's workout apparel, go to 10,000.cc. That's T-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D dot C-C. Use the discount code Maximus15. Also by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O dot com. The absolute best workout shoes you have ever tried. Uh, home of the Maximus Grinder, which we highly recommend. Use discount code Maximus50. Today we bring you an interview with our good friend Tommy Hackenbrook, who is one of the absolute fittest human beings ever walked this planet. Uh, This guy was captain of the first team to ever win the CrossFit Games Affiliate Cup two years in a row. Uh, He's also one of the best Broken Skull Challenge athletes of all time. Today we're not going to talk about fitness, though. We're going to talk more about business, about adapting to change, and what Tommy's had to do to to keep his community alive, uh, given our current circumstances. We really think this is useful information. We hope you get a lot out of it. Uh, without any further ado, here is Tommy Hackenbrook. Tommy Hackenbrook, is that you? Yes, sir. What's up? Hey, there he is. Hey, how the hell are you? Good. How you guys doing? We're good. We're good. How are you hanging with all this uh, 19 COVID stuff? Um, not too bad. It's uh, not been that much different for me. So I, uh, I don't know. Can't complain. I'm just thankful that everybody's healthy. Good, good. So uh, we obviously know each other. We have a rich and deep history and a friendship slash rivalry. Um, do you remember meeting Joe Sabula, who's on with me right now? Yeah, at that gym. Yeah. No, he, he actually met you that, before. That, that, that one gym. In, <laughs> no, this was at uh, in Rochester. Uh, you were doing oh, yeah. training camp. It was, uh, I think Matt Arnold invited you yeah, in. Yeah, Progression. Yeah, it was at Progression. So, uh, came down for that. Me and one of my assistant coaches went through that with you. Okay, so I that was actually that was, that was right before weekend. my paths crossed with Bobby's again because we had met in 2001. But I did the the Jim Jones Level One after working out with you because so much of okay. so much of what you were talking about that time was about what Bobby programmed for you guys when you made your uh, your CrossFit Games run. Yeah. And I, uh, I basically ripped off all his stuff and didn't give him any credit, right? Not at all. It was, uh, <laughs> no, I was so impressed with your training knowledge at that point. That, that was good. <laughs> good. So Tommy, I had, I had imposter syndrome. That was like the first seminar like thing I'd ever done. Yeah. And I, I just tried to really like share what I thought was valuable, but I mean, I'm sure almost everyone's like this, like no one just becomes an expert on their own. Right. So yeah. I felt like half the time I was just trying to, Hey, Hey, this is where I got this from. This is where I got that from. And, you know, try it. If it works, it's great. Um, but yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob, yeah my, Rob, Rob, my, she just couldn't, couldn't, uh, keep up with me on the bike or else she could have been a good athlete. <laughs> Listen, Tommy, straight up. I will give you, Keeping pull-ups, handstand walks, uh, any real sport like football, basketball, baseball, riding a skateboard, but the Airdyne is mine. Useless <laughs> fitness things like the Airdyne and the skier. I remember watching, what year was the CrossFit game in the finale? They had a rower, a skier, and an Airdyne. And I was at home just furious because that was built oh. the only CrossFit event I think I could win. 
Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a lot of double unders in there, though, which, uh, which yeah. is the background. <laughs> I, you probably could have survived those. You know, um, so tell us a little bit about, uh, are you under quarantine right now? Are you on like a stay-at-home order in Nevada? Yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're in Las Vegas area. So they just extended it yesterday through April 30th. Um, we've been basically stay at home for two weeks, all casinos, like all non-essential businesses. It's been, I think that we're at the two week mark. Okay. And, and you said that it hasn't affected you that much. Why is that? Or is most of your job working from home, um, office type stuff now? Why, why hasn't it affected you? Um, yeah, I mean, unemployment doesn't really have an office that you have to go to. So, um, I, I transitioned into some stuff like around October, I guess, um, okay. Allie and I out of what we had been doing. And then essentially it's kind of complicated, complicated story, but the, the project I was working on was involving, like I'd been, I traveled out to New York for most of February and was gone, um, like consulting with a the gym there. And as far as like consulting with gyms, you know, and growth strategies and everything, this whole COVID-19 kind of put a, a big halt on that. So yeah, there's like no point in pursuing that. So I basically just put all my efforts this last two weeks into my gym up in Salt Lake and you CrossFit, trying to make sure that we can go virtual. And, um, my, my two managers have been awesome. Like us working together on this. Um, they, I think weren't really sold on the, the severity of it and, and the, you know, the what ifs, like be, because in the beginning there's a lot of, uh, optimism. Yep. Um, and I, I told that, I think the only good thing I did with this whole thing, cause I was actually very optimistic myself. I, I was dead wrong. You know, I, I think this is much worse than I initially thought, but I told them, I'm like, Hey, let's just play on the safe side. Let's pretend like we're going to be closed for the next six months. What would we do right now? Like, what would we do today to set ourselves up to be closed for the next six months? And if we're only closed for two weeks, that's freaking awesome. Like we can definitely handle that. But, uh, I tried to go into it with like the worst case scenario mindset, just so we didn't get left in the dust. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll say this, and this has actually come up a few times in the last few podcasts. Um, one of the things with you is, is I've always seen you have the incredible ability to adapt. Um, one of the things that I respect you most for is I watched you, I can't remember the year it was, but you had to build out your whole gym and you basically quit training for two months or three months and lived off M&Ms and beer and just did the whole inside of your gym with your brother. And then you walked into regionals and crushed people. Like you're able to just figure it out. And one thing I've always known about you, like, like through divorce, through business, through everything, you've always landed on your feet. And, and so it doesn't surprise me. You've kind of got that um, mentality with this and, and figuring it out. But I think six months is probably one of the smartest things you've done because I don't think this thing's going to end anytime soon. Like as a gym owner myself, I can't imagine all of a sudden on April 30th, we're all just back to work and, and, and hanging out. So we've got to adapt somehow. Yeah. Like fitness should be essential, but I, I definitely understand that group fitness in a gym, you know, sweating around other people, not only sweating, but like how, how hammered is your immune system right after a, a Bobby Maximus workout? Like there's probably no more vulnerable state to be in than me, immediately after some intense exercise. Yeah. As a gym owner though, let me ask you a question. Say that, uh, 
April 30th, we are allowed back to the gym. What do you do on May 5th when someone comes into your class coffin? Do you boot them out? Do you like, like, there's a bunch of problems here that I don't think people are um, thinking about because like, what, what are you going to do? Ban people that have a cold ban. Yeah. It it gets, it gets tough. We shifted to an open gym format. Um, You know, you ask everybody to be smart, but this is, it's, as, as far as my understanding, this is almost exactly like the flu, although much, much, much deadlier. We don't know if it's four times deadlier, eight times deadlier. But as far as contracting it, from what I see, it's like the flu. You don't get the flu from hanging around sick people. You, you get the flu from people who don't know they have it. And we're all sharing germs with each other all the time. So, I mean, the social distancing and the, the six-foot rule, I think, is the only reasonable measure until we know what the the future holds until we have a vaccine or something. So what we were doing before shutdown was no more than 10 people at a time. And and we're talking like 4,500 square feet of floor space, um, maximum 10 people and and keep your distance and wipe everything down when you're done. That's, I think the safest thing. And really, I mean, you're not, we we usually have 25 people in a class. So, uh, only so many people are going to get through the workouts. I definitely think as a courtesy to others, you know, you ought to just not go around anybody if you have any symptoms at this point, but it's, it's kind of naive to think that, um, that that the symptoms are the only thing that is, is, I mean, it's very obvious right now, right? Like the risk is people carrying it who don't know and who don't have symptoms. That's the highest risk. So really everybody who feels healthy should be, uh, the, the most cautious. Yeah. Well, and the gym industry is bad for this shit anyway. Like I would always yell people at my gym. There are people that have colds, flu, they don't feel well, their kids are sick, but for some reason their workout is so important. They drag that shit into the gym and everybody gets sick. They do this all the time anyway. It's nothing new. It's just now it, it seems like it's a lot worse. What's your plan for the next six months? Are you guys going to do classes online? Like how do you plan to support your members? Because in this time, like I look at it two ways. I'm actually still paying dues at a couple of gyms and my kid's daycare, uh, not his daycare, his uh, uh, preschool, mm-hmm. because I want there to be a business when we come back. Like if everyone cancels at jujitsu, the, the whole school shuts down. If everyone cancels at preschool, she's going to, she's going to go under. So I'm, I'm trying to pay to support it, but what's your long-term plan with that? Um, so far our community has been extremely supportive. Um, I have kind of a unique perspective. I'm a, a landlord uh, in a building I own with some tenants Yep. and <clears throat> I'm also a tenant. And so I'm going to keep paying rent as long as I can. I've looked into SBA programs. There's some, some amazing, very low, um, like, like just quick application, like very quick money. I would, I would absolutely urge anybody who owns a, a business who's paying rent or who's paying payroll to get on the SBA website, like immediately today. And there's a big yellow tab across it. Click on the link and fill out the application. Um, like that, that's mandatory for any business owner because there's, there's some immediate relief you can get and you're basically passing that on to continue to pay payroll and pay rent. Um, you know, everybody thinks landlords are like the devil or, or, you know, the, these greedy money hungry people, but, um, you know, most of them have mortgages to the banks. It's, it's, it's a whole system. 
you know, and just like you said, you're still paying your dues at jujitsu, like this entire system, everybody, you know, who's still getting paid, I think it's their responsibility to continue to keep the system going. Um, you know, my, most of my clients are still paying dues for our CrossFit gym. I'm still paying rent to my landlord. I don't resent the fact that they're charging me rent. I've given two of my tenants who were forced to shut down, uh, rent holidays for three months. And we're just going to tack on, well, I'm not even going to charge them the money later. I'm just going to tack on three more months to the end of their term, which is like nothing. So, but the banks, my bank is also allowed me to be able to do that. Like they've worked with me and, and give me three months off of mortgage payments, which doesn't exactly cancel out the rent holiday, but it's like, if I'm whatever I can do to, to help a small business, whether it be a tenant or, or, or whether it be, you know, like another, uh, restaurant or something that I like to go to hundred percent, I'm going to do it. Um, so I think it's just important that everybody realizes like we're all in the same boat. Um, we all have just as much at stake as, as the next person. Um, and I, I really think there's, I mean, I mean, there's plenty of industry still going on. There's businesses that are working twice as hard now as they were before. Um, and I appreciate everybody who's, who's in there, you know, like, um, my wife's brother manages a few plants that, that sanitize and clean out like plastic crates, right? That's what all the milk cartons and everything gets put on to go to Walmart's all over the, eat you know, all over the country. So these jobs are extremely important. Like they can't shut down because if they shut down, all of a sudden you have no food delivery. Like this entire economy is, um, is really like, we're all depending on each other to just stay home if you can, like 100%. And that's number one. I've seen you post stuff. I've, I've seen some really great stuff, you know, consistently good messaging. Finally, coming from like media and Congress people. It's like, finally, everybody agrees on one thing. Like, let's not kill more people than is necessary. You know, let's not kill anyone that's unnecessary. Let's just, you know, give everyone the best chance possible. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the economic, uh, implications here are extremely important and, um, you know, the economy is going to have the best chance. We're all going to have the best chance a by supporting each other and, and B by protecting each other. So I, th I think, you know, the right measures have been taken. Um, it's easy in a bubble. Like I'm in a bubble right here. I don't see any sickness or, or any, um, you know, there, there's nothing directly in front of me, like this clear and present danger. It's easy for me to be naive and be like, Oh, you know, I'll just take my kids to the park and, and like you know, we go on walks, we stay away from people and we don't touch any swings or anything else that anyone else may have touched. So I, I'm taking it very seriously and I, I feel a deep sense of responsibility. Um, I have some you know, personal experience with the flu, not with COVID-19, but with the flu and, and how deadly that can be. And I was pretty naive to that before, um, you know, before it, it kind of got real. So, um, you know, I, I'm, that's what I'm doing. So Tommy, you, you sound confident. And I, as long as I've known you, you've always sounded confident. So I'm going to assume that you are confident. How much <laughs> of that actually stems from the fact that your business has been well established? You know, your gym is, is one of the better known gyms. It's been around for a long time. You've got a really strong sense of community. Do you feel like all that work that you put in years before is now paying off? And the fact that you feel almost, 
I won't say certain, but you're, you're more confident that you're going to endure versus say some of the, the fly by your seat of your pants kind of gyms that just pop up and close a year later. Um, yeah, I would say it's, it's not so much our track record. It is, is, um, I, I guess it's more a track record with stubbornness and it is with success. I failed in incredible, uh, scales. I mean, I've, I've gone from one gym to three gym to two, to one, to two, to one. Like it's, there's, I have a whole laundry list of reasons why I made every decision I made. And, um, most of them, I, I think all of them were done with good intentions. Uh, most of them I was pretty confident in, but, but yeah, I've had a ton of failure. Um, our, our stubbornness and really the stubbornness of our community has, has just kind of uh, persisted. So I'm, I'm pretty confident in you CrossFit the the one location we have because mostly because of the members like they've um there, there's plenty of people who have been with us nine to ten years uh even ten plus years and they stuck through much worse than this um so i i'm okay on that end um yeah i, I mean i i think there's going to be huge uh huge implications for a lot of a lot of people a lot of things and this is this will get ugly uh so I'm, I'm, you know, I, I have no just fake false optimism there. Um, but I know at the end of the day, like I'll put my tool bags on and go out and start pounding nails and building houses, you know, or, or I'll go sweep floors. Like I'm not above any job. I'll go clean toilets. Um, so I know at the end of the day, like I'm going to support my family and, and I'm going to make it through this. Uh, as far as a business goes, I, I just, I've seen so much that I don't, I'm not stressed about that. I, I do more, I, I do wonder about, you know, what that's going to look like. I wonder about, uh, you know, taking on more debt. Uh, you know, some, some of the things that we've really made it a priority to not do, we're, we're having to make some of those tough decisions. So uh, yeah, that, that kind of stuff worries me. And um, like any market correction, I think there's always, uh, you know, things that, that need to be sorted out. I, th I think there's always uh, businesses that are, you know, struggling or, or people that are struggling that are maybe doing the wrong thing. They're not, they're no longer passionate about what they do. So, um, you know, there'll be closures and, and that'll have a, have an effect, um, trickle up or trickle down, you know, whatever. But, um, I think through every time of crisis like this, there's always, there's always a light on the other side. Right. Yeah. Tommy, do you feel that there's going to be, and, and Joe, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Do you think there's going to be a long-term effect on the gym industry from this? And, and I say that because one of my online clients that actually does fairly well financially, he's deciding to put together a home gym right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's time, right? And he's got the money too, which is great. And you know, I know people personally at Concept2. I know, I know people at Rogue. I, I, I know people at Westside. Everyone is sold out of equipment. Like all this stuff's back ordered. You yeah. can't get like a rower until June 1st or, you know, unless you find a second party one on Amazon or whatever, but people are buying up home gyms like crazy. Um, and obviously if you go spend 3000 bucks on a home gym right now, you're not going back to a gym when this is done. So do you think the whole gym industry long-term is going to take a massive hit or, or the, the appeal of community will win out? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, I definitely, I, I think 
this is forcing people to work out at home. And I think a lot of people are going to realize like, Hey, this is as bad as I thought. And, and this is actually pretty fun. And I can, I can actually find a sense of community from home, which I didn't know existed. So hundred percent, I think that it's, this is going to drive the, the at home fitness people, um, you know, maybe double, triple the number that were previously doing it. So there's a huge opportunity there. Uh, as far as the gyms, I mean, there's no, there's so many people we're doing a bunch of remote coaching. Every, every gym I know is doing that. Uh, the most powerful thing I heard, we had a big trainer meeting a week ago was one of my trainers explaining how her mom did her first remote class and just, you know, was in tears talking about it because it was a connection with the people she's used to seeing every day. Um, so that's a very real thing. And, and, you know, people need that. And also like, there's no replacement for someone who's, who's brand new or, or who's intimidated or afraid. They're not going to go make an order from, from Rover concept too. They need a set of eyes. They need a, a safe, uh, you know, comfortable, welcoming place where they can go to get the help. So, um, yes, there will be an effect. Um, I think, uh, the Globo gyms will probably maybe be hit the hardest. Who knows? Uh, but I, I definitely think this is forcing people to, to try new things. And a lot of people are going to realize like, Hey, those things are actually better. Like I'm getting more attention at home than I was at the Globo gym, I'm getting more instruction and yeah. getting more ideas, uh, maybe more results. So yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting. If, um, if, if I were to make a prediction, I'd say, I think a lot of the, the smaller community gyms will probably not survive. The longer this drags on, the harder it's going to be for those businesses. But when this comes back out, the ones that did survive are going to have all of those athletes wanting to get back into it. So I feel like the community will bounce back. If individual businesses don't, I think the, the gym members are still there. I think the people who really enjoy that environment, you know, the CrossFitters of the world aren't going to give up. Like you said, they're, they're a stubborn bunch. I think that's nature of, of the training. That's the, the kind of people that it appeals to. Um, the global gym thing, that, that's something I've been thinking about a lot too. And I think it depends on who the global gyms are appealing to. Uh, the gym that I've been working at uh, really just appeals to the top 10% of households in a particular area. They might not even notice this at all but something that's like more uh, middle of the pack. I think they're the ones that are going to be missing members when this whole thing is over. And I think that the people having experienced in-home training and the level of connection that you can get with a trainer via computer, I think that's going to raise their expectations as far as what, what they want when they're in person with a trainer. Because if they go in to talk to somebody and they're like, you know, I could just do this at home over the computer. I don't need to be paying this guy by the hour then they're going to want to do that too. So I do think the market will shift. Um, but I, I feel like the, the CrossFit gyms will probably be all right. I think those community gyms are here. I don't think they're going to go away. They'll change hands and change locations, but the community wants those gyms to exist. There'll always be somebody there to provide that. Uh, the global gym stuff, it's, it's like hit or miss, you know, I think it's just, it depends on, on who they got in charge. And from what I've seen, I'm not super impressed with most of the guys that are running those big franchises because I don't think they have that sense of community. You know, I think they, they envy that in, in the, the community gym environment in that, in that area. But I don't think that it really exists when you're just a number amongst numbers at a big global gym. So I think it will be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure tons of people are, are trying to cancel and, and who knows how mm -hmm. tight those contracts are. Um, 
Well, and and I, I think that I mean, that hurts that relationship too. You know, when you, when you call and say, Hey, I want to put my membership on hold and then they make you jump through a bunch of hoops. I don't think people like that. You know, it doesn't, it feels disingenuous. Yeah, but, but it's worked and they all do it. So, I yeah. mean, it, it, that's something that will always exist, but I, I don't know how you can force someone to stay in a contract when you, you mm-hmm. know, you, you can't offer a service. I mean, they, they literally can't open their doors. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see how many people, cancel those and then go right back to global gyms versus mm-hmm. how many people cancel those and realize like I didn't need that anyway. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to affect the entire fitness industry. I think positively anyone who's doing online stuff to begin with or remote stuff to begin with and negatively anyone who has a lease. I mean, anybody who's paying rent is going to mm-hmm. take a hit. Um, that's just plain and simple. But um, yeah, I mean, if, if this drags on for, if, if there's precautions about going to the gym, like for, you know, up to a year plus, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, if this whole thing can be chilled out, you know, six months from now, then I, I think it's something we can recover from. Yeah. The other, the other thing that's interesting that just came out of that for me was Joe, like the global gym, uh, lifestyle, if you will. And I worked at a global gym. I worked in good life in Canada Tommy, one of the things I always loved about your gym in, in terms of sense of community back in the day at, at, at you CrossFit and sugar house, how many people were there? 200 yeah. ish. Okay. But there was Halloween parties, Christmas parties. There was like stuff in the park. People's kids played together. Um, I still meet people from you CrossFit at sugar house and, and we talk and we converse and it was like a family, if you will. That's that model. And I think it's easier for people to support and pay during tough times if you feel there's a personal connection. Whereas at Lifetime, um, like in Joe, you know, you're, you're at Lifetime and, or a good life. It's that turnstile model of just they want your money and they don't want you to show up at the gym. And I think that lack of personal service, if you will, or personal touch is going to hurt them because no one has a reason to hold on to the buying into a community or a person. I feel to a certain degree, Joe, when you owned your cross the gym, people were loyal to you. Yeah. People I think that's true. About you. Whereas well, like at these big box gyms, they just, it's a pile of machines and nothing. Now, and, else. and a lot of them are publicly traded companies now too. I mean, a lot of these big global gyms, there's no personal connection and, and yep. you don't even feel any guilt canceling because it's literally like, Oh, I'm hurting, you know, their stock price or, or I mean, it's, yeah. that, that's really how big they are. They're, they're big corporations and corporations do a lot of great things. I mean, they allow uh, all kind of economic opportunities. So it's, this isn't a political thing, but it's just, there, there is no human connection there. Uh, we've picked up clients in the last two weeks at you crossed wow. it. We haven't even been open. So yeah. we've lost a few and, and it's a, that, that community again is a two way street. Like if someone, asked to cancel, no questions asked, you know, memberships on hold, memberships canceled. We understand we, we have some clients who have lost their income and, and, you know, they're doing everything they can. They're scrambling just to try to survive these next couple of months. So we see that. And then we also have hundred over hundred clients who, you know, have told us we're keeping our membership no matter what, uh, because we still have an income coming in and, would want to support you guys. And, and that's amazing. I mean, that's absolutely incredible. They don't owe us anything. Um, the best we can do is try and 
respond by giving them good at home training and checking in with them. And, and we have some other programs. Like I, I took on a group. I just basically said, Hey, anybody want to train for a mile? Like there's only so much you can do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> said anyone want to train for a mile run? I'm, I'm doing a four week mile run program. I'm sending out emails and, and videos and workout demos every single day to about 50 people. And, um, most of them are clients of mine that hate running, but they just figured like, what the hell, you know, I might as well work on a weakness. Um, so we're trying to add value that way. And, and that's been fun to, to try to respond and to try and connect with them. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's scary. Uh, and I chuckle at that. And cause I don't, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but there was a, uh, a major global gym in our area that uh, went ahead and charged people even after they closed their doors. And when folks called them up, to say, Hey, you, how can you charge me? Uh, they said, well, you can cancel. And they're like, well, yeah, then can I cancel? I said, yeah, you just have to come in in person and do it. And it was like, uh, <laughs> excuse me, cannot happen. So I, yeah. and the other thing, like you mentioned, you know, doing the, the online stuff, like you're, you're trying to take care of your members. Now the, the, the corporation I work for went the other route and said that we're not allowed to contact anybody. And I thought that was short-sighted and that that didn't sit well with me of like well if we're supposed to be this community if we're supposed to be helping these people how is cutting off the program that we use to do remote coaching right now any help at all it didn't make sense to me but those are the mm-hmm. kinds of things that corporations have to think about and that's, that's not like a like a mom and pa shop has to worry about but that's also joe yeah. you know like with a lot of these big corporations community is a buzzword it doesn't yeah. mean it mm-hmm. it's just Everyone wants to feel part of something and they're just trying their best. Um, we got to wrap up soon. So Tommy, it would be negligent of us to not ask you about your fitness, considering your fitness pedigree. Um, I regularly tell people you're one of the fittest people to ever walk the earth, uh, which I believe a hundred percent with every part of my being. Um, I've routinely said you're the, you're the most, the more fit man in Salt Lake city to people, uh, even though you don't live here anymore, I'm glad you moved so I can take my title back. But <laughs> what is, I can't imagine a world where you ever get unfit. So what are you doing to stay fit right now? Um, I have garage gym privilege. So I, I, uh, you know, I, I, have a skier. I have a rower. I have a uh, bike. I have a squat rack. Um, I'm not trying to you know, put anybody down, but um, I have had to kind of resort to that um, just to get fitness in. It's, uh, I know you've done the same thing. Having young kids will do that. So um, I have a lot of empathy for those you know, trying to get their workouts in with young kids. I always admire my 5:30 AM clients at the gym uh, who just get it done. Cause that's literally the only time they can. Uh, so I've, I've had the luxury of doing a lot. I've actually done less stuff in my garage uh, that I normally do. And I think it's, um, it, it's somewhat of like an act of solidarity. It's, it's a lot of, it's just like, I know the people I'm working with right now don't have a lot of stuff. And, and part of it's like, I want to test the workouts and make sure that, that it's good stuff and make sure I can give them sound advice. And the other part of it's like, I, I almost feel like a little sense of guilt. So I'm not going to say I haven't used the weights. Like I've, I've done some squats. I've done some deadlifts. I've, I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, but I've been doing a lot more bodyweight stuff. And, uh, again, like, I'm just going to bring this back to community before we close. Like it kind of sucks just doing your own stuff all the time. And, and, you know, no one really there to pat you on the back. Like it's, it's kind of fun that communal suffering. And so what I know everybody's doing these at home workouts, it's kind of fun to be like, Hey, I'm just going to pick this one. I know a bunch of other people did it. I know what some of their scores were. I'm going to do it. And then I can chat with them and 
talk to him about how horrible it was. Um, so, you know, it's been fun. I got a, um, I got a group of about nine, 10 guys that I went to middle school with. We were all kind of this text thread together. We've kept a very close relationship, uh, from back in Oregon. And so I've been sending those guys workouts cause you know, I'm the only fitness expert. They're all doctors and lawyers and a little more educated than me. But, um, yeah, I've sent them some at home workouts, just basic stuff. Like a, just even like a 10 to one push up ladder. Like, oh, thanks man. That was awesome. And so, uh, you know, it's really been fun to share this with, uh, with anyone who's available. Cause I think there's just millions of people right now who are like desperate for, you know, a little bit of connection, a little bit of, uh, um, just communal suffering, just knowing that, that someone else is in the same boat. So, um, I know you guys both feel a sense of, you know, doing what you can. I, I think we all do, um, you know, as, as people who are kind of by nature coaches, we're, we're just wired to want to help others. And so that's, that's a natural thing. Yeah, I love it, Tommy. Thank you so much for being on. We uh, we appreciate it. We're going to actually make this a regular thing. Um, you're someone we both really respect, look up to, uh, one of our idols in the fitness community. So would love to uh, make this a regular thing. And you need to tell Bobo that uh, Beans wants to do online workouts with him. He came up with this the other day. Um, Joe, I don't know if you knew Bobo and Beans are we're, we're yeah, best buddies yeah. for a while. So um Beans wants Bobo to do kids workouts with them, and there's Baby Jacks. <laughs> Not so Exec- much executive producer, man. Baby Jacks. Oh, executive you. producer, man. He, he won't let <laughs> you get it, Tommy, because I mean, you, you work from home to a degree, and you're a great dad. And I mean, I remember us always having our kids' places together, but they're just part of life, and a lot of people are figuring out how to deal with them now. Well, I'll get Bo in on this online competition. I had him, um, I had my big kids. For those who don't know, I have two big kids, I have them part of the time. And then I have two young kids that are two and four and got them all the time. So Bo was here last week and, um, all he's been doing is playing soccer and I, I give him a hard time, but I also try and, you know, build him up. And so I had him doing some work, doing some deadlifts, get his hamstrings and, uh, had to do some hand cleaning first at a 35 pound bar and he was struggling. He's 11. I go, Bo, you could do that better when you were six. <laughs> and I won't exaggerate. I have videos of him as a six year old doing like perfect technique clean jerks with a 35 pound bar. So, uh, he was a little bit humbled and, um, you know, he, he decided that he, he actually ended up working out twice more with me after that. So I think it kind of humbled him a little bit and made him realize that, uh, that it, it'd be worth taking me up. But yeah, he'd love to do some stuff with beans. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be on here. I've learned, more from, from you, Rob, than anybody in the fitness industry uh, over the course of the last 10 years. Uh, appreciate everything. And uh, yeah, this has been fun. Yeah, no, no problem. We'll have you back. We'll actually talk about the fitness stuff um, uh, more in the future. So thanks a lot, Tommy. Happy to do that. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Rob. Bye, man. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Maximus Podcast. We will certainly have Tommy back another time. In the meantime, if you like this show, you love our content, and you want to support us, the best way to do that is to head over to themaximuspodcast.com and join the Inner Circle. The Inner Circle is your place to meet and interact with fans of the show from around the world. We've been doing live workouts. We've got fitness programs for you to follow. We've got a live discussion forum where you can post your workouts, ask questions, and get advice directly from Bobby or from me. Again, head over to themaximuspodcast.com. Join the Inner Circle. Other than that, we will see you guys next episode.
Hoje 